Welcome to Food Friday Leftovers. A podcast about all the goodies left over from Food Friday. I'm Dave Hopper. And I'm Ashley Kinsey. Tune in each week as we cover culinary topics such as food trucks, local food, pizza, veggies, beer, and wine. You hungry yet? Huh, I'm always hungry. Well, on that note, Ashley, tell us what's in the fridge this week. Oh my goodness, it's cake! We're talking with Mike Nicoli. He's the chef and owner of Restaurant Novona. And I'm so happy that you're able to talk with us today. And I have a bunch of questions in regard to creating a menu for a new restaurant because Restaurant Nirvana is a new, relatively new restaurant. Absolutely. First off, was it a challenge to come up with a menu? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we've written many menus over over the years, but this one's obviously a big one, you know, opening my first restaurant. And there are a lot of challenges. You know, we have we're a small kitchen with a decent sized number of seats in our restaurant. Um, You know, we cook everything out of my one wood fired oven and a six burner stove and an 18 inch flat top. And that's it. That's all all I have. So there are a lot of challenges. So we had to think about the space that we had to work mm-hmm. with. And then, of course, obviously, the people that we were, you know, targeting that come to our restaurant and um, and what our theme, what our brand was. So we are, uh, you know, we're a wood-fired concept and we focus on Mediterranean food. So we're a very vegetable-forward menu. And we change with the uh, items that are around at any given time. So coming in, opening in January, as you know, lots of things don't really grow through the snow and the <laughs> mm-hmm. ice. Uh, so there were definitely some challenges uh, in that, but uh, we seem to have done a nice job. I have a wonderful team, and we were able to collaborate and uh, really come up with some nice stuff. Do you do market research on the neighborhood? Uh, yeah, you know, luckily the um, restaurant world can be a relatively tight-knit place. Lucky that I, I know some of the other business owners on my block. I've also grew up in the area, so I have some hands-on market research. But, it, you know, my wife and I worked for about a year and a half on our business plan, so we did plenty of research on many different areas in the region, and we really honed in on that. And it is very different from, you know, from Albany to Troy to different parts of Albany. People definitely react differently towards different types of food, so yeah, there's a lot of research that went into it. I asked that because I live down the street off of New Scotland, so I wanted to know what. Ah. (laughs) Right, of course, I see you in all the time. Yeah, Yeah, and I also, I don't live across the street, but I live nearby, and I'd gone to the restaurant um, with our producer, Jessica, and it's beautiful. It is beautiful in there. And then my other question was, what inspires you when you're coming up with recipes for the restaurant or maybe even at home? What inspires you when you're doing um, your cooking and getting creative in the kitchen? Well, kind of two parts. Uh, Obviously, the ingredients always come first. So what's available at that time, you just kind of visualize what can be done with that. So there's a lot of inspiration in the ingredients themselves. And then who you're cooking for. So it's much more fun to cook for other people. I mean, you know, I I eat turkey sandwiches and hamburgers, you know, but (laughs) to cook for other people is really nice. So that's why, you know, my wife and I really like to try to get out in front of people and talk to people. The people that we feed inspire how we take perspective on ingredients or a dish. So we find inspiration in both the, the food and the people that we're cooking for, I would say. Do you take suggestions from people when they come in and they say, oh, man, this would be so good if, uh, if you did this or this or that? Do people actually do that or no? Oh, people definitely do that. So Ray and I were just talking earlier about how New Yorkers have no problem telling you their opinion. We encourage it. We do. We um we like to know what people are 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 digging and what they're not digging. And you know, it's always nice to to hear what your customers think about what you're doing. It's that conversation. And luckily, we get to have ongoing conversations because we get to see a lot of the same faces a lot. So it's nice. So yeah, we definitely definitely take feedback from our customers. I really like the wood fire pizza that you guys have. 
And it actually reminds me of college. I grew up in New Jersey. I'm a big pizza fan. Nice. Yeah. I had an Italian grandmother All right. and an Italian running my favorite pizza shop in New Jersey. But I actually went to University of Maine, as far away from pizza as you can get, really. But out in Orono, Maine, they have this great wood-fired pizza place, and that was the first place I have it. So oh, now nice. it's kind of get a nostalgic feeling when I eat the pizza at Navona. That's great. It's I- very nice. We, um, you know, we're definitely in contrast to New York style pizza for sure. Mm-hmm. We're not New York style pizza. Um, we're definitely more of uh, an Italian, you know, Neapolitan style pizza, which was a little nerve wracking, you know, because Albany's it can be a tough market. You know, I grew up here. <laughs> we like certain things, you know, oh, yeah. uh, but definitely at the end of the day, the customer base likes quality food, mm-hmm. and I think that they see that we really care. Our dough takes three days to make. There's a lot that goes into it, and we do get a lot of that. We get a lot of people that say they've been to places in Europe that cook, you know, Italy specifically, that cook in wood fire, and it brings them back, kind of like mm-hmm. you said. So I love anytime you know, you can conjure up nostalgia in your customer. Yeah. It means you're doing something <laughs> well, because if it's something that's stuck with them that long that they never yeah. forget it, and they are re-experiencing that with you, it means you're doing it right. And you'll have a regular customer, because <laughs> yeah. he is totally a pizza guy, <laughs> and... He lives right there. That's true. Nice. My last question was in regard to your style. As an artist, I mean, we're both artists in our own right, and we each have our own style, and cooking is an art as well. So what would you say your style is? It's always evolving, that's for sure. Um, I mean, I'm probably at a point right now where um, simplicity is probably at the forefront of it all. You know, how to maximize flavor without bastardizing those ingredients, those beautiful ingredients that we've got access to. So, I mean, I guess my style is very vegetable forward, relatively simple as far as tons of components and stuff on a plate. I don't know if I can peg it down to like a word or two stylistically, (laughs) but essentially that's kind of my style at the moment, I would say. Artist statements are always hard. Yeah. (laughs) As vague as possible, right? (laughs) So I want to go back to putting together a menu. Is there like, let's put this many appetizers. Is there a way to stack the menu, I guess? Um, Yeah, you definitely, you know, there's a lot that goes into menu engineering, if you will. You have to look at, you know, well, there's lots of things. There's the there's the profitability side of everything, so you kind of have to understand that part of it. But then you have to be able to, the biggest thing for us was to be able to give enough variety um, with the limitations that we had, which was our space. And, and so we wanted to go, you know, when engineering that menu, some of the things that we really wanted to focus on was the appetizer, smaller plate type of things, shareable items, because it gave us an opportunity to, to be more varying. And then our pizzas, we have composed pizzas. Um, so we have about six at any given time. And, uh, you know, whereas the entree section, it's a smaller section on our menu, to circle back to what I said originally, was it really comes down to what we're trying to accomplish, which was having enough variety to appease a, a large enough group that we didn't sell ourselves short, and to not overdo it where you lose quality in some of the other aspects that we're doing. So we really focused on the shareable smaller plate appetizer section. That gave us a little bit of uh, wiggle room on variety and things like that. You switch your menu by seasons. When you yeah. take something away that people love. That's tough. <laughs> yeah, that's tough. That, that's probably one of the bigger obstacles that we've run into is going into it. Our concept was to, you know, we don't overhaul the entire menu, but we change elements based on what's available. So it's not necessarily winter, spring, fall, summer menus. It's more, okay, for this next month and a half, we've got really great 
produce or whatever, you know, whatever kind of produce it might be at the time. Let's focus some dishes on this stuff. So when people get hooked on something, it's really hard to say, <laughs> all right, well, I promise it'll be back when that stuff's back. But they don't, you know, at that yeah, point, yeah. they're just like, I want that. And we definitely have a few items now, like our fire kiss kale that we do. It's a broth based kale, it's similar to like greens and beans, if you will, where we roast our kale off in the oven with olive oil and salt and pepper in the wood fired oven. Um, it has a smoked uh, sausage inside of it, uh, white beans and tomato. That's been a very popular dish. We put that on, you know, in January in the beginning. It's a nice, hearty, heavy dish, and it's still on. It's, it's July, <laughs> and it's still on there because people really, really enjoy it. Our chicken meatball dish that we do with the eggplant butter and pepernata, people just love it. So there's certain things that just are going to definitely stick with. Other times you just kind of have to roll the dice and say, I believe in this new item, mm-hmm. and I promise it'll be good, and I swear that it'll be back in you know next year, next time around. The good thing about that is when your regular customers come in, maybe they're going to try something that they wouldn't normally have tried because their favorite thing on the menu is now out of season. Absolutely. Or- and that was definitely some of the thought that we put into the first. We needed to gain their trust in the beginning. So you had to put uh, items on there that you know you were very confident in, that you knew right. people were going to uh, draw to. So then they'll trust you when you change something or try something new. So that definitely was part of the thought process there. So that is nice when they try the new stuff and enjoy that too. Yeah, that's yeah, no, it is one of the best feelings actually. Somebody who says, you know, I came here specifically for that, and you don't have it on the menu anymore, and they try something and they say, well, this is my new favorite thing now. You know, so I we dig that a lot. You gotta have a spring favorite, a that's summer right. favorite, you have, a you fall. have your own yeah. seasonal favorites. That's right. This is the first time we've asked you to remember a funny story at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure that worked either, but well, we'll, <laughs> well, yeah, no, probably not. But uh, I don't know how funny it is, but it definitely shows to how you kind of have to roll with the punches. We, um, you know, lots of stuff happens in a restaurant that people and customers don't see, you know, and sometimes there's no hiding it. We, <laughs> we unfortunately, on a quite a warm day, uh, not too long ago, on a Saturday night, we had a full restaurant some of the power lines outside of our building caught on fire and (laughs) killed the power to our building in the middle of dinner service. Now, there's not much you can do in that situation. You know, Um, you kind of have to stop cooking at that point. It becomes a little unsafe. You know, it's funny how people react. You know, some people were like, okay, you know, we're just going to go, you know. But for the people that were there and had their food and had their drinks and wanted to stay, it became pretty fun and funny. I mean, people rolled with it. We had a group of people that just loved it. They lit candles. They're having a a great time. It was fun in that, you know, it wasn't actually fun. It was terrible for me, but (laughs) for everyone there at the time, we made the most of it and it was a, it was a really good time. Um, uh, so I guess it's not that not too you market funny, the but, candlelight dinner, but portions. yeah, anyway, that's exactly what happened. You know, people wanted red wine and candles, and it was it was fun, and we had a lot of fun with that that night. It was interesting, I guess, fun. Not I guess not going to make your belly laugh, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people relate to it though. It's it's definitely happened to plenty of people. I know it's happened to me multiple times over the years. So. I can't believe I didn't hear about that. It was only down the street. <laughs> it was just our building. Oh. It was just our bill. Oh, Luck no. of the draw. It was awful, man. It's, <laughs> well, next so. time I come, I'll bring some candles. Yeah, just always, in case. always, yeah, right. Always be prepared. You never know. Well, thanks for joining us on Food Friday Leftovers. Oh, it was my pleasure to be here. Thank you. That was Mike Nicoli, chef and owner of Restaurant Navona in Albany, New York. This has been Food Friday Leftovers. I'm Ashley Kinsey. And I'm Dave Hopper. Be sure to check out Vox Pop Food Friday every Friday at 2 p.m. on WAMC Northeast Public Radio. Our producer is Jessica Blaustein Marshall. Our theme is Beach Disco by Dougie Wood. Food Friday Leftovers is a production of WAMC Northeast Public Radio. And tune in next week to see what else we find in the fridge.